Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of BWB Extra, where we continue our conversation with Guy Hayden and Darren Gardner, directors at Zaptec UK. We speak about all things electric vehicles, as well as how Guy and Darren are approaching their recruitment process. They're building company culture with the aim of creating a fully modernised workplace where their employees' well-being is prioritised just as much as their profit margins. Welcome to the Electric Revolution. Okay, so you're, you've got 50% of the market in Norway. Norway are electric car crazy, apparently. Yep. Crazy, full stop. Okay. Uh, and in the Norwegian market or in the, in the, you know, you're out there now in the UK market, you know, what are the differences between all these products on the market? Well, as I say, we're relatively new to the market. We have a proven product. We have a product that, you know, has been really adopted in a number of European countries in Norway, in Sweden, and now we're expanding to the UK and to Denmark and into Germany and to France and into Benelux and Switzerland and different places. But um, yeah, in the UK, I mean, differentiation comes down to consumer choice. It comes down to quality, it comes down to price point and things like that. And uh, Zaptec have always been market leading from a technological point of view. And certainly in the UK, we're attracting a lot of attention for our technology, for what our products look like, for the fact that they are, you know, Scandi designed, you know, nice approachable products, but also it's at a, a decent price point for the market. Okay. And does it come, you know, when you charge with an electric car, do you have an app for the charger? Everything has an app now. We do have an app. There is for the an app. Charger, yeah, is and there? there's, yes, and we're interoperable with other apps as well. It feels like the charger itself should come flat packed. Yeah, that would be good. That well, would be good. It's, sort of it's Scandinavian. I mean, yeah. the thing is, you feel it should, it should be able to talk to the postman and have a camera in it because it's out the front of your house half the time, isn't it? You know, I mean, just just. <laughs> I'd like idea. to see like a nice yellow and blue IKEA flatback charger. That we, we could change the name of our Zaptec Go to Ring Go. Yeah, Ringo. We could. Ringo. I just think I'm you might sure get taken, sued. Oh, I mean, <laughs> oh, there is that, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure Ringo has, has trademarked his name in electrical chargers, has he? You know, you're not oh, offering I don't music. Know, no, I, I think you may be in the clear there, you know. And how you fight, I mean, um, you know, what's keeping you busy at the moment? Because it's all, when you start, I mean, you're in a new territory and it's like, right, off we go. It's like, right, what do we do? You know what I mean? There's so much to do. It's sort of, it's overwhelming. You know, what's keeping you busy at the moment? It's really product-led, like the product, okay, nothing sells itself, but our product is certainly very attractive for the market. And whether it's installers or wholesalers or retailers or utility businesses, there's lots and lots and lots of really chunky conversations going on for us at the moment. So, yeah, watch this space. But also, EV is a massive growth market. You know, 2.5% of the cars on the road are currently electric. So... It's higher than that in London. I've taken a little straw poll in Kensal Rise as I walk up and down my street, and it's getting to a fifth of cars are electric now, you know, uh, between the Teslas and the Jaguars and the Hondas and the whatever. And month-to-month -month sales, you're right. So month-to-month, -month, you're probably at about 20 to 25% every month How long month have you been in cars. the UK? Uh, so Zaptec. Yeah. So I started on the 1st of April last year. Okay, so not long. And I was employee number one. It was me and a laptop. Still got the laptop. Still got the same laptop, yeah. <laughs> It's only been a year, man. It's only been a year. So it's a huge growth area. There's lots of people competing. There's lots of problems around uh, your point, the, the power cable out the window. I mean, I'm tripping over my neighbor's cables. Oh. And, and to be fair, once you get an electric car, particularly something that's not been like a lot of these cars, they've ripped an engine out, put an electric car engine in, and you don't really get the benefits. But anything like the Tesla, the design from the ground up, like not driving, like you look at people, you know, it's like when you give up smoking and you see people smoking, you're like, <laughs> why are you doing that? Why are they do what, what, what's that about? You know, you don't 
look cool. It's fucking killing, you know. And <laughs> my brother, when he gave up smoking after years, he used to go up to people and be like, just fucking stop going up to people. You're going to get clocked. But you feel like that in an electric car, these with the smoke coming out and it doesn't, and they're like, oh yeah, but you've got range anxiety. It's like, no, every day I charge it up and I'm always fully, I always have a full tank. Whereas you sometimes are driving to work going, oh shit, I've got to get my fucking, I've got to fill up. You never yeah. even think about and it. And now you're paying 110 pounds at the petrol pump. Yeah, you're queuing up, you sail past the thing, should I get some chewing gum? Nah, you know. <laughs> I have two specific requirements. When I was, because I've only just got my Mini, it was like about a month was ago. Was it electric Mini or? No. My requirements are two. One, it has to be small enough to be easy to park. Yeah. Right. Obviously. Minis Two, are huge, the modern has, ones. Not, not my mini. Two, it has to look happy. Has to look happy. Have you seen the Honda E? Yeah. Honda E looks happy. My mini looks like it's got a moustache. It looks Mexican. It's amazing. Do you, do you have a name? Yeah. It's called Carlos. Obviously. <laughs> there you go. So does that have a little face? Yeah. Yeah. I know this yeah, is a podcast, but yeah, I'm showing yeah. her a picture uh, of a it Honda does have E. A face, yeah. yeah. So the two of you in are you in a office now? Uh, we don't have an office, do we? How I many mean, employees have you got now? Well, we started uh, this time last year, there was me and Guy too. Now we're up to 10 and now then we're recruiting for... So now you're six, managers. Six what, sale, sales this is or...? Not all sales, uh, we've no, got technical. Technical and support. Um, um, but yeah, essentially, lots of sales. Yeah. Are they all quite young? Uh, no, mix. We've really tried intentionally on the whole diversity front to mix it up because we make better decisions, don't we? Yeah, I think so. So, so we have a lot of, a, this, you know, we're, we're age diverse, we're uh, gender diverse, lots of different backgrounds. So. I suppose I suppose it just happened though, naturally, because... But it's happened naturally, yeah, right. We just go out to market for the best talent, which is, it's, it's got us two things. One is a lot of diversity, which is really great, because we've got, you know, so many ideas and different things in the team and we're quite a flat management structure so people just get involved with with putting things in. But also, we are about as geographically spread as we could possibly be. Okay, so everybody's working from home. Yeah. You well, we, we do have an office. <laughs> we do. We've got Where's one in Edinburgh. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. That's not the office. I mean, we do. We do have an office in but Edinburgh. The head office. The head office is, of course, in Norway. That's right. No, but... no, no, no. <laughs> Go on, Darren. Come on, I, cut that. He just I'm, doesn't I'm like, know like, where the office is. You're the only one who goes into the office. Oh, yeah, sorry. Then, we've got an office. We've got an office. We have got an office. Where's your office, guys? Right, and and on, I Darren. just think for the benefit of listeners, this is the new way of working. Can I say it? Because I live you, nearby. You should. And that, I'm trying to tee it up for you, but you've just not, <laughs> just not done it. All right, so, so... We don't have an office, but we do have an office. We do have guy. an office where we always meet in the UK, and that is the Woodbridge Inn, which is in Coalport, just outside of Telford in Shropshire. What, what, what date and time in case some listeners want to irritate you? It varies, <laughs> but it, it's a really nice place. It's on the River Seven. The food, is, pint, that's the food is terrific. And it I will, feels very industrial revolution, like Telford, like it f- feels like steam and well, no, power. It's, appropriate. And, it's absolutely appropriate yeah. because the industrial revolution happened in that part of the world. And that, this is what we are doing in the forefront the electric revolution. of the trans, not just the electric revolution, we're talking like energy revolution, the new industrial revolution. revolution that's this right, is yeah. the new industrial revolution. So we're not based in to make it clear, but I live very near to this restaurant and it's good and we meet there. So, so basically you've just made everybody come So I'll just plug you. the Woodbridge in, in Coalport, and I'll show this you podcast. You worked here. out what was equidistant between everyone's homes said, fuck that. No, no, what's the closest <laughs> to my home? <laughs> what's near my house? But there's an interesting thing. I mean, when we go and see clients, it's like, where are you based? And we're like, everywhere. Norway. 
And people don't really get that. And that's, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we've got a head office in Birmingham. No. We, oh, what do you mean don't have an office? Are you a proper company? Uh, yeah. It's just that we've... We just kind of adapt. How dare How you? Very dare you. You know, but especially in a new business, it's like you feel like maybe you do need an office to understand the sort of community thing. I mean, as much as anything, you're missing out on the fact that you've now got a technical support team who are basically on the phone all day going, have you tried pressing restart? You know, have you plugged, plugged it in I will say again? we have very little faults, so that doesn't really happen with our technical support <laughs> right. team. So they don't really do anything. What are, what are they doing? Just they're, they're out on the piss all the time, They're just they? building new products, the next oh. generation of things that we're going to offer That's to what they tell you. Customers. Oh, we're building yeah. stuff. At we're building stuff, <laughs> boss. We're in head office, <laughs> testing things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, what I would say is like, when I started hiring, if I had to be geographically constrained, I would have really struggled because we're a new market, you know, talent mm. is is pretty diffused around, you know, all of the UK. And so I just wanted the best people. And frankly, Zaptech, we, we get a choice. Like, we don't find it difficult to attract talent at the moment, which is really good because of the brand, because of the product, because of the people we've hired. Mm. When you hire people, um, what's your procedure? Do you give them like, you know, do do do, do test them at all? Or are you Good just... question. Yeah. Informal interview, which is a bit like this. Yeah. It's like, do we get along? Is there alcohol involved? Not usually. No, not in the interview process. So not exactly. Second, like second no. interview shots. Second, <laughs> and then second interview, <laughs> maybe a bit more formal, but that's it. But really, I don't think I've ever made a hiring decision that I didn't make in the first five minutes. So is it more getting a feel for the person, like thinking, do I like this person? The first five minutes of meeting them on Zoom. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the first, less than that. But isn't that, actually, you're just being more honest because that's what everybody does. It's absolutely what everybody does, but you just don't want to admit it. I think what you get in a big corporate, and I've, I've been there and I've done like the psychometric testing and stuff in my oh, career. Do you funny. know what I mean? I've done that, but I think what you actually get is the management are looking for something to back up the decision that's already been made. There is a second layer to the theory is that you will tend to like and hire people who are like you. So the problem is, is a good piece of advice a clever uh, entrepreneur actually has been on this uh, said is, you know, hire people who scare you. You know, there's there's an attitude, especially in the sort of startup community. I mean, you're in a slightly different place. You've actually got an established brand. You've got company behind you. You know, you're not trying to raise money and, and you know, you're trying to change the world, but the technology itself, you know, it, it, so, but, it, you know, a good piece of advice is hire people who scare you. It may be true to say that given effectively like a lot of international national companies you're here as a sales and marketing team trying to drive the product base is that you know even if you did and i'm not saying you have hard people like you that might make sense you know because you'll, you'll build, build a team who are sort of you know hire people that are better than you hire yeah. people that are better they've than got you. to scare you in the right way though right but the, the the reason the theory of sort of the trying to sort of test and test personalities is that you know you're trying to teams work best when you get those different different shades of different characters and the ones you least relate to will be the ones that actually in in the short term you kind of don't connect with you're kind of like this guy's a fucking arsehole he didn't laugh well, at I my very, joke I what will say twat. I will say and hopefully we'll come to it on the book thing right. I have a very strict no assholes rule. That's the only yeah. thing, right? Yeah. If I get along someone, well, along with someone, and in all go... walks of life. Before before I um, joined Uri Clark, I was thinking about setting up my own law firm. 
And obviously, the most important thing when you're setting up your own law firm... Was that a plug for future? Yeah, yeah. It's just is letting, to letting, think letting about us know that she's right? got options. No, but think about the name. <laughs> and so I spent hours thinking about the name and came up with, I can't even remember what it was. It starts with Nihil, but basically it was the Latin for no dicks. <laughs> I mean, that is brilliant. It's not great for a I author. would have almost done it just for that. I must know that Latin, and there may be a time in my life I may out. need to shout this sentence very loudly. When, when, when we've been recruiting, uh, we've both been guy have basically said we will out-employ any of our competitors. Out-employ? We will just yeah. out-employ. What's out-employ mean? Like, we, we, it's not even just about the money. It's it's about vision. It's about values. It's about personality. It's about the pub meetings. It's, it's about it's yeah. It's about ways of working. It's about respecting that people have got lives outside of work. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Clark got its start back in 1935 And while the world has changed a bit It's more than just survived From complying with the FCA And all things financy They can also speak fluently In the language of legalese Ori Clark was born and raised Right here in the UK And now for 20 years They've been helping others Get set up and on their way Ori Clark's door's always open and happy to provide straight talking financial and legal advice since 1935. Big shout out to Sean Veer Singh for a stellar jingle. You can find him at Sean Veer Singh Music on Instagram. And at this point, let me quickly remind you to give us a nice review, please, on Apple Podcast or follow us on Spotify so you'll never miss an episode. Now back to the chat. What's interesting is the Norway don't seem to be here sort of micromanaging. They're no, like, do no, whatever exactly. the fuck you want, are they? You know, uh, well, must well be it's not quite like that. It's, it's definitely laissez-faire. Um, leadership style. Is that because the Norwegians and the Brits get on too well? So they're kind of like, well... I think it's trust. I think they, you know, trust us. They know the team that we've got, the knowledge that we've got, the expertise that we've got, and just kind of let us do what we do, right? Yeah. And that filters down to whenever we're recruiting. Yeah. Is, is you're a human being with a set of skills and, back to your point, you recruit people better than you. Yeah. Or, or with yeah. But it's also like... I personally, I enjoy going to work. I wake up on a Monday and it's like, yeah, it's Monday, good, right? That's how I actually, actually legit feel in this You're job. You're a morning person as well. No, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I hate mornings. I oh, so Monday <laughs> afternoon, you're like, yeah, 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 by yeah. like 10 o'clock. So, yeah. so our, our, our team meeting every Monday, was it half, a- two, three Afternoon, o'clock? yeah, two, three o'clock. I'm like, like, and I'm ready to have a beer at this point and go to sleep. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's an age thing. The old, you know, yeah. at, the older you get, the more... What are you saying? You get up earlier. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I get up at half past five It's true to your sleeping patterns change, but it is absolutely true that people have different... And you can, the, the question you need to ask to answer it is what time of the day do you feel most optimistic? Because it's not just morning and evening piece with midday people, whatever. You know, I'm an evening person. I feel optimistic. I feel like I could do fucking anything in the evening. Whereas morning people, they get up and say, I'm going to take over the world. And then the life... They're like, oh, maybe I won't. Maybe it won't happen again. I'll go. I'm not sure I feel like that at any point of the day. What I'm curious about finding out is you must have a Swedish operation then. We have got Swedish, yep. Right, Norwegians don't like the Swedes. I wonder if you talk to your Swedish team members, Swedish um, equivalents and say, do they sort of let you do what you want and how what you want? I bet you might find out, oh, no, I must follow the Swedish strict rules. I think they 
They definitely do. do they? So Sweden's been like our longest running subsidiary. Um, and they've just promoted, in fact, our ex-country manager from Sweden to become our chief commercial officer, global. Mm-hmm. Anna Karin, there you go. She's got a plug. But yeah, it, all of all of the Norwegian operation, all of our international operations, it's very much, yeah, get on and do your market, do what you do. It feels, actually, the whole uh, whole of Zaptec feels quite like a family. Yeah, in, it certainly in, does, yeah. The, whether it's... Um, we argue, we don't like seeing each other at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, all of that. No, no, but like we we literally had... <laughs> what did we have? Four four days in Norway and Switzerland came over, France came over, the Germans and the Brits nice. got on well. We did serious business during the day. We drank like the Brits in the evening and... Did you notice the kind of country variations? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually, yeah. French, very hierarchical. Well, there's only one guy in France, France at the minute, otherwise okay. until who's, recently. Who's a sort of honorary Brit, really. Yeah, he's, he's full into it. I think people, when, you know, when they're looking for a job, back to your point about recruitment, is, you know, they're looking for purpose, yes, but they're looking to make life work for them. And also, they just don't want to work with arseholes. It's like, do, do you like what you do in your days? It's as simple as that, right? But it's not difficult, is no, it? No, it's not. Do you think people should uh, do what they, you know, do what they love, as in, like... Would you go that far? Because you're saying something which is that do what you don't hate, you know? Well, no, I think there's there's probably a sense of pragmatism in there, isn't there? But You've got to earn a living, depend- man. It depends who you're talking to. So if I talk to my daughter, like... How old's your daughter? She's 11, and I'm like, seriously, like, you've got all of your life to be boring and wear a suit and stuff like that. So go and do that ballet thing that she loves, mm. right? So just go and do it, right? And that will, in time, probably be balanced with, oh, crap, I've got to pay bills, Mm. right? Unless she makes it, makes it. But I do think there is something about work where, like, you've only got one life, haven't you? Like, it's, it's... it's rubbish, you know. If you if you end up in a job that you hate and you work for an idiot boss, it's a lot. But time, you're earning yeah. like two hundred and fifty, three hundred, half a million, a million a year, whatever, whatever amount. What's the point? Just totally with you. I, I'm with you, but my problem is, is there are people, and it's too unpolitically correct to say it, but it's true. You know, there are people who perhaps aren't intelligent enough or aren't this or that enough to get these interesting jobs, so they end up working in a fucking factory putting cherries on top of yeah, which is and... true, and life is shit. But if you don't have to be like that, yeah, but I don't think that's true. Well, my problem is promoting the idea that it's like you know, you you what you think the guy in the factory doing the the, the cherries on cakes is thinking I fucking love this whole of life isn't about work so so if that person for argument's sake is just putting cherries on a cake in a factory well fine but 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 he might eat a couple of cakes they might like those and eat a few cakes but actually the rest of their life might be about charitable work or going to the gym or family life but the rest of their life's good my question is is the the slight promotion of an idea that you know you should you should love your job you I think it's more like jobs uh, ultimately, you know, they all boil down to admin and bullshit and you're paid to do them. You know, this sort of concept no, that we love no. it, it's that we don't... I'm not doing it. I, I don't, I'm, do you know, well, you, you're probably right, but I'm just not doing it. I've right? just seen just... it in the music industry a lot. I mean, music industry's packed with admin. So I think the other problem is that arseholes don't know they're arseholes, right? No. Or where their arseholes are. Sorry? No, I'm just trying to extend <laughs> no, the No, but I mean, you know, a lot of people don't realise that... I, I used to work with a guy who had no clue that everybody hated him. And that's the slight problem is like, how you do you address that? You were the one that? who broke it to him, it sounds like. That's how you found <laughs> out dog. this distinct fact. <laughs> but isn't there something about uh, a company culture where feedback is part of the day-to-day culture? You know, and whether that's, 
whether that's informal or formal coaching and mentoring type mm. relationships, or it's just part of this is how we do stuff. You know, we we you know we give honest feedback. You know, and then so that so I so I get that there are companies or or bosses out there who just don't know they're idiots, but I just don't think that's acceptable. Uh, I just think that companies should have that culture where we give feedback, whether that's in a formal kind of th- yeah. three hundred and sixty. There's a skill to it, or or whether it's because me and Guy have got a great relationship and we spend an hour and a half in the car and we talk. Mm-hmm. You know, there's got to be that that feedback, mm-hmm. and 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 if you work in such a toxic environment where you can't give that feedback or receive that feedback and my advice would be get out so that was this week's episode of bwb extra thank you to guy and darren for joining us a big thank you to you dear listener and we'll be back with a new episode next week in the meantime please rate and review us on apple follow us on spotify and find us on socials at biz without bs until next time it's goodbye goodbye